This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning winning drive. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter on 105.7 The Fan. And Cordell, um, one of the first things that we come across this early week is Lamar Jackson um, coming out with a video. Um, that is supposed to be, you know, um, a little bit more in depth because we haven't heard from Lamar um, from a media perspective in about three months or so. I mean, so really, he got hurt against the uh, Broncos. The Broncos, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been over three months since we've heard from Lamar um, and from a media perspective. So he has decided to go his own route and make a video. Um, just, you know, I guess to update people on some things and to talk about some things. One of the things that he discussed briefly in the snippet that he gave us was about his West Coast um, transition from Bobby Petrino's offense in Louisville into the NFL. And this is what he had to say. The biggest thing for me coming out of college, um, entering the West Coast um, system was terminology. Like, I feel like the passing concepts, they, they was pretty similar to Bobby Petrino's passing concepts as well. Um, it was just me going from signals, you know, just calling plays from signals, um, really just saying protection at the line of scrimmage, not necessarily just calling out a play in the huddle. To, well, in youth football, I used to call the plays in the huddle, but, you know, high school, no huddle, you know, just signals, college, same thing, no huddle, signals, going into the league. Now I got to tell a bunch of grown men the plays, you know, the, the play, the protection, you know, probably a proper out, you know, depending on the X, the Z, you know, whatever, however, um, however it may be. At the time, um, it was really the terminology with the uh, West Coast system. It wasn't the concepts or anything to learn, really. It was just me calling out plays to the gods, for real. So that was just a snippet of the things that, that he um, posted, but obviously it's supposed to be in a more elaborate um, video about some other things. And so I don't know about you. I don't feel like that this is going to be anything groundbreaking. This is a guy that is still, you know, um, trying to get a new contract, whether it's with the Ravens or anybody else. So I don't think it's going to be anyone, anything that's going to jeopardize what he's currently trying to do. I don't think he's going to bash anybody. I don't think he's going to come out and say, you know, F all of y'all, <laughs> whatever. Um, I think this is calculated. This is a calculated 
highlighted video just about some things about him as a player. I could be wrong, but it just doesn't seem like with everything he has going on right now and him being in limbo, that it's going to be anything more than just, you know, just him talking because we haven't heard from him in quite a while. Yeah, um, I, I don't exactly know what to expect from from this uh, because, I mean, just him doing this interview in itself is a surprise. And Lamar has been full of surprises as of late. Lamar is very unpredictable. Um, <laughs> so I, I honestly have no idea what we're going to get in this video. I'm hoping that this is from, and I'm judging this off of the snippet. I'm hoping that this isn't going to be a video that he uses as like him selling himself to the other teams in the league because he shouldn't have to do that. This is a unanimous MVP. He's in the prime of his career. He's 26 years old. He should not have to go to that length of desperation to get hit to, to, to pitch himself to some of these teams. If they don't know what Lamar Jackson can do for them on the football field to this point, I don't know what to tell them. You know, I, I don't I don't know what you can I don't know what Lamar can say on camera that's going to make these teams change their minds uh, in regards to how they feel about him as a football player. Um, I don't think anything good can come from this. I, 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 yeah, I don't see how this video will end up being a positive um, in the whole saga between him and the Ravens or him and other teams. I mean, if other teams really wanted to talk to him, this is the time that they could talk to him. All they yes, have to do is. is call him. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what his plan is. That's, that's A, I'm hoping it's not him pitching himself and selling himself and trying to let teams and convince teams that he can they can add him to their roster without having to rehaul their entire game plan or that rehaul their entire offensive scheme. Um, I do think that this whole notion that the Ravens have built the offense around Lamar is kind of, uh, a, kind of untrue. And I think it has also been a hit to how people may view Lamar because they think that that Greg Roman style that we've been watching the last couple of years is the only thing that you can do to try to get the best out of Lamar. I don't think that's true. In fact, I mean, you can look at Lamar's production in this offense over the last couple of years and the numbers itself will tell you that's not the way to get the most production out of Lamar. That 2019 year, it was great, but just like Greg Roman stops and all his other teams that he's played for, the longer he's there, the worse that offense tends to get. Um, so I, I think that Lamar, can I mean, I think back to the game a couple years ago where he had over 400 yards of total yards just for himself. That's a guy that can play in any scheme because it was a he was throwing the ball all over the field, he's running the ball all over the field. Like, that's what Lamar can bring when he's at his best. He is a dual, he is the best dual threat quarterback, I believe, in the NFL. That said, I have some issues with the video that Lamar put out the snippet. I All right, we'll like, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, and I want to be I, I want to be precise with my wording, right? Because I think me and you both have let it be known on this podcast and on air and on both of our shows that we want the best for Lamar. We Absolutely. want him to be able continue. to get right. We want him to be able to get what he's looking for. He should be paid what he's worth um, and not a cent less. That said. This video that he put out that is supposed to be a part of his production group, his production company, uh, 
that a lot of people probably don't know about Rita. I was just talking about it on our last episode about all the different business ventures Lamar has. And this is one of them that he has. And this is the first time that a lot of people are being able to find out about his production group. This Lamar interview interview will be the first time people really go and see what his production group is putting out. This is such low quality. I, I, it's, it's, I, I don't understand why he felt okay to put his name on this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the, the audio is, is an echoey room. I mean, it is, you could tell there weren't any mics that the room, the audio is bouncing off the walls like crazy. Um, and, and then even the video quality, it's a little blurry. You got They're still toying with the camera, trying to zoom in, trying to get the right uh, lens. And I, I just, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I, I just think about the way that I think a lot of fans perceive Lamar. I think of uh, the way that the league may perceive Lamar. They already talk about the fact that he represents himself and that he's in over his head and he he doesn't know what's going on. He, they think he's clueless uh, in, in, in terms of being able to negotiate a contract for himself. People have had an issue with the way Lamar talks and, and, and his look. I had somebody call into my show the other day talking about his hair, how his hair is unkept. And first of all, that type of stuff shouldn't matter at all. Make no mistake about it. It shouldn't, I mean- this dude is calling it to my show talking about Lamar's long hair and he called him the dookie braids and, and his hair is unkept and he doesn't talk that well. Like, bro, first of all, what you looking for me to agree with you? I'm, I'm, I have dreads and uh, my dreads are, they need to be done (laughs) right now to say the least. Um, I mean, I just think that the narratives that some people have put on Lamar since he's come into the league have been unfair. And this video, I think, gives them more ammo to cast some of these unfair uh, judgments on Lamar to this point. It's low quality. It's it's it just looks low budget. It looks low budget, and I and I feel like that that's just the stigma that they have put on him that he's a guy that does things his own way and his own way isn't the way they, they think his way is wrong. They think everything that Lamar, every decision Lamar has made off the field, they question it. I I just, I just don't think that this, if you're, if if this is going to be the first thing that you put out, that you're going to put your name on, it should have been a, a higher quality. It looks like a school project that was done the night before it was due. You know what I'm saying? And I just want, I want more for him. I want him to be able to get what he wants. He should be able to. He's one of the best players in the league. He's one of the biggest marketing names in the league. Um, But putting out a low quality video like that, I I don't think helps his cause. Yeah. You know, my thing is um, you, you, you've already said this, you know how we feel about Lamar on this um, podcast. We are very pro um, Lamar, in terms of getting his flowers, in terms of getting his money, we believe that Lamar should get everything that he's worked very hard for. But Lamar has to find a way to make people take him seriously, mm-hmm. and by that, he has to he he has to spend top dollar on ventures like this, this production company. He has to spend, you know, he has to he should be building a team around him uh, uh, that can help him in all of these facets that have the experience of doing these things. And um, I think that we try to do things ourselves and 
for whatever the reason. I don't know because I don't think it's this is about money. I think this is more about trust um, yeah. and having people that you trust in your circle. And mm -hmm. I completely understand that, right? But we all need help. We all need help. It, it, it doesn't matter what venture you're in. We all need help from somebody outside of our circle. And it's nothing wrong with getting help from outside of your circle. And I mean that in terms of his contract negotiations. I mean that in terms of his business ventures. It does not hurt to get help from outside of your circle. Because at the end of the day, you already mentioned all of the things that are stacked up against him. Being a young black boy from South Florida who has a distinct accent um, and who wears his hair a certain way. Are all of these things extremely wrong and judgmental? Absolutely. Doesn't mean that these are the things that people don't look at when they see him, mm -hmm. regardless if it's right or wrong. Um you know, a kid that was told, you know, he should be a wide receiver or a running back. And he has had to fight through that entire thing in terms of of, of doing that. So, uh, you know, he has he has so many obstacles from a corporate America perspective. Right. Because he is not your quote unquote typical NFL quarterback. He doesn't fit the molding of what we think that NFL quarterbacks are supposed to look like, which I think to me can work in his favor but in order to do that that means you have to excel so much in other areas sounds familiar huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but but it's the truth right mm -hmm. it, it's just the truth because he is different than his his peers in the nfl and he does have to do things way different and a lot better in terms of his his other ventures and so you know, I saw people making comments about his video. And honestly, Cordell, at first, it, I, it, I didn't even think about it. I go back and look and I'm like, okay, I, I see. I see the, I see what the issue is. I see the poor quality in, in which people are talking about. And it's sad that we're having that conversation as opposed to the conversation of what it is that we saw in the quick video that he did show us mm -hmm. about his West Coast offense. Because, you know, I think that that's important for us to, to know. I think that people right. think that. He's not smart. Well, you know, he's played in the same offense that essentially many NFL teams have adopted over the years. So, uh, you know, him being smart is not the question here. Him not him being able to play is not the question here. Right. But we're having a conversation now about, you know, him and, and what we've seen from from an actual visual perspective, because this is the company that his company. And it's we feel like that the quality could be better. And that's unfortunate because. We should be talking about Lamar Jackson, the athlete, not, right. not Lamar Jackson in terms of, you know, his other ventures. And and, and again, I don't think it's a problem to, to get people to help you. I don't know how this is all set up or, or, or whatever, but Lamar has to do everything 100 times better because he's Lamar. Yeah. And if he doesn't get that, then I don't know if or if ever he'll get that or, you know, if by the time he does get it, you know, some things have, have moved past them, but you got, you got to not give people any more reason to doubt you. You can't allow that to happen. And yes, your athletic ability should override all of those things, but you're going on a completely different path than essentially any other quarterback that's ever been in your situation has done. So you're already under a microscope. 
And mm-hmm. then people are already looking at everything else that you have going on. You got to be able to just just blow people away with what you're doing. And I just really hope that, you know, he could find some a, a really great team that can put some really great things around him. I mean, I'm interested to see how the rest of this video is going to go and how long it's going to go. And, I mean, you know, what's it's what's it going to be about? And I mean, hopefully the quality is better. But I mean, you see what you saw. And it's like, I don't know if it can get better I don't think it can. right yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that they're using this time to edit the video edit and get it right it. but yeah. i mean is that sound quality i think is is what it is i think i think it's going to sound the way it sounds but i mean whatever you know and you kind of said everything right there it's just you know when you're lamar and you make the decisions you've made to this point you've got to make sure that you're hitting you got to yep. make sure that you're representing and you're proving people wrong each time uh, right now. Um, and look, I mean, shoot, I, I, we're here to help. I, 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 you need somebody to interview you. So I, I got a mic. I got stuff. That we could, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a tripod. We could, we could make that, we could up that quality in, a, in just like Absolutely. that. Just like that, bro. It's, it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, at some point he's got to get people in there that at least know what they're doing in, yes. in some of this stuff. Now everything can't be you know, we're all starting from scratch in, in this individual lane. Like you got to have somebody that has experience in something yep. around to do something. I, I just, I don't understand. But in terms of what's going to be in this video, uh, I I mean, I would be surprised if he doesn't at least acknowledge something in regards to the negotiations with he and the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, why else are you doing this? What, else, uh, what, what are we, what, what are you doing this for? Because you're throwing a grenade out there. And if you're going to do that, it needs to be worth it. It's got to be something in there that is worth the impact that's going to come from this video. Um, and so I, 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 I am expecting him to say, I don't know how groundbreaking is going to be. I'm not saying that he's going to necessarily give numbers or give anything that's you know super uh in depth but i do expect him to acknowledge whether or not he wants to be a raven you I know i was going to say do you think he asked for a trade in this video I, 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 I that would be a that wouldn't be the route i would take if you're going to ask for a trade i would hope you would just talk to the costa and say that uh yeah. to him but um, maybe he's already asked for a trade and this is him coming out and saying, you know, I've already done. I mean, who knows? But I, I am expecting him to say something in regards to the Ravens. Um, I don't know if he's going to say anything about whether or not he's been looking for a fully guaranteed deal. Maybe that's something that he throws in there, too. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I hope he gives us something and yeah. this isn't all for nothing because... Yeah. I would say that this would be a hit against Lamar because nobody's even talking about the what he said in the snippet. Everybody's talking about the way it looked, the way it sounded, you know. And so he's causing more harm than good from this. And I'm sure that wasn't his intention. So I just hope that there's going to be something in the full interview that is impactful to this entire situation.
yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I mean, like you said, I I would have to think that it's it's about something about the contract to some degree, but uh, I, I'm curious to know how how this is going to go about. I'm curious to know how other teams are going to look at this, you know. Uh, and I, I just hope that this is calculated very well without doing too much. You know what I mean? Unless he has already asked for the trade, like you said, right. and then this is just an official I mean, party of it. Because if he's going to come on this thing and talk about the discussions he's had with the Costa and those guys, that to me, how could I not think that there is friction between them at that point? I mean, because yeah. the Costa himself just said a couple of weeks ago that they had the pat that they weren't going to talk. So if Lamar feels, if he if he feels like that he can go on camera and talk about. Uh, actual details pertaining to their negotiations, then that leads me to believe that Lamar feels like that pact is, has been broken. The yes. pact is, is, is done. And so he's going rogue. Now, well, yeah. he's, he's going to do his own thing. So, I mean, I would, I can't, I don't know how anybody after this can say that they think that everything is all hunky dory between the two sides. It's clearly not. Right. Right. And we'll find out more, you know, when there's the rest of the, the, the do we know when the actual video is? Supposed I mean, it to said soon. Yeah. I'm hoping soon for him <laughs> means this week. Right. Uh, I mean, at some point this week. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else soon is. I mean, maybe the backlash that he's gotten from some of this makes him want to kind of go a little more maybe even reshoot it a little i don't know you never know I mean, it's his own production group so he can put it out whenever, whenever he wants like, right you know so uh i have no idea what soon means to lamar but hopefully it means sooner than later yeah i agree so we'll find out whatever quote unquote soon is um hopefully we and then when it happens we'll dissect everything we're gonna break it down i am curious to know what he is going to say about whatever whether it's his contract whether it's his him wanting to stay with the ravens whatever i i'm I am curious um to see what's being said so soon as that drops you know cordell and i will be the ones to break it down to you what he said i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here is in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get into our next segment, make sure you're subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast so that every time there is a new episode, you will be the first to know. So we know that the Lamar situation, Cordell, has not really allowed the Ravens to do much in free agency. We were watching all these other teams, you know, slowly build up and, and get new guys. And the Ravens um, have not been so lucky. We know that they don't have a ton of money anyway. 
because prior to the new year and after the non-exclusive tag, they were $9 million in the hole. We know that they have gotten to compliance prior to the new year uh, coming. And so they got a little bit of money available and we've only known them so far to have signed in-house um, with guys. They re-signed Justice Hill, which I thought was a big deal in terms of their special teams, in terms of running back depth. I do think that it's important. Um, they signed Geno Stone as well uh, to a new contract. I believe Brent Urban was signed resigned some while ago so that's not really breaking news um but he had made a notion that he had been resigned as well so they're making sign they're signing guys they ain't signing guys in free agency though they're signing their own guys that they're able to keep on their roster for depth purposes or for you know what other uh other purposes but this is what happens when you're strapped for cash and you really can't afford to go out and make a real splash in free agency. So from what they've done so far from an in-house perspective, um, how do you feel about what they've done? I mean, you bring back Justice Hill, who's a guy that's a special teamer. He, I thought he looked pretty good as a return guy once Duvernay yeah. went down. Um, he filled in as, as a running back when J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards were still trying to get their legs back under them. Uh, I probably should have got a couple more opportunities than he got this year, to be honest with you. Uh, but I like Justice Hill. I mean, I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a guy that's uh, that's ready to do whatever they ask him to do. He's, you know, anytime you can uh, contribute on the on special teams, you you have a chance to remain a Raven. Um, so Justice Hill sticking in Baltimore, I thought was was really good for them. It allows them to keep that running back room together for another year in hopes that yeah. this will be the year that all of these guys are fully healthy uh, going into week one right now. I think that's pretty huge. Um, they bring back Nick Moore, you know, getting to keep your long snapper, you know, you, you don't really want to be changing long snapper uh, yeah. from year to year. So to be able to keep Nick Moore around is definitely a plus, keep that familiarity in the special teams department. Um, and Geno Stone, I thought Geno Stone was definitely a key one as well. I know a lot of people were a little that that's the one that people seem to be a little split down the middle with between he and Justice Hill. Um, I don't mind bringing back Geno Stone. Uh, you needed they needed a little depth in that safety room right now. They lose Chuck Clark uh, yeah. to lose Geno Stone. They wouldn't really have too much behind uh, Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams in terms of backups that they can trust. Um, Geno Stone was able to fill in last year for Marcus Williams when he got hurt with the wrist issue. Um, and I thought pretty did he did a, a decent job. So uh, I, I don't have an issue with any of the guys that they brought back. I think it's, you know, mainly about them wanting to, at least with, with Geno Stone, making sure that they have some sort of depth in that position and still gives them the flexibility to move Kyle Hamilton around if they want to. Uh, on certain downs on defense because they have a guy in Geno Stone that they trust that they can throw back there on a down or two here or there. So uh, yeah. I, I don't have any issues with, with any of the people that they brought back. Doesn't necessarily move the needle for me in terms of how I think the season is going to go for them. Um, but this is kind of what, like you said, the Lamar situation right now is kind of handicapping them. And I don't want to give them too much of a pass because I mean, it's not like the Ravens are uber aggressive 
in free agency. I mean, last right. year they did, they did go and get Marcus Williams. So that was that was a pretty big sign. And I told you before, I look at Roquan as kind of like a free agent signing. Yeah, this off that's a good one. You know, they gave him the extension at the end of the year. He was going to be a, he was a pending free agent anyway. So getting to keep Roquan around is definitely a pretty big signing uh, indeed. But uh, the, the Ravens, in terms of like the wide receivers and stuff, people have been wanting them to go after like they have been a bargain bin shopping team to begin with. So I, I, I don't sure we could say that the Lamar situation right now handicaps their offseason and it does. Yes. Uh, but I, I don't know how differently the offseason would have looked for them had Lamar's situation not been a, a factor. Yeah, I, you know, it, who knows? The Ravens have never really been a day one splash free agency team anyway. Um, they typically made some deals day two and later. So it's not like that that, that was anything out of, uh, you know, the norm. But obviously, you know, it being completely quiet is telling you what it is, which is they don't have the money right now, the cap money to be able to go out and get guys. And the problem is, is that by the time that they're going to be able to do that, if they restructure a couple of contracts, well, the the main guys are that, that you could have gotten are going to be gone. So that's you're going to miss out on that part. But ultimately, um, I mean, this is just what it is. This is this is what you, the the deal that you signed when you just when you can't come to the agreement with Lamar Jackson about getting a long term deal or short term deal, whatever it is. But coming to an agreement with a contract that both um, feeds both sides, and so this is something that the Ravens are going to have to deal with. You and I had talked about this before. Like, I I definitely felt like Marcus Peters struggled this year. Now, I, it could have very well been because he wasn't fully. Um, recovered from his knee injury and that's very possible but that was a guy that you know potentially you thought that the Ravens could have back now he hasn't been signed anywhere so that maybe that's a good thing but ultimately I I, I don't know you know if that's even possible because you really don't have the money to go out and even resign that guy mm -hmm. um depending on what it is that you know he may be asking for so you know, they could still do some shopping in-house, but it would still require them to make some moves that they haven't even done yet for them to get to move in at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really tough uh, for them to have any wiggle room. Um, the cap space that they have, they have to, ha they, they, they don't want to, you know, overstretch themselves just in case a team does jump out there and give Lamar uh, an offer sheet that he ends up signing the Ravens have to be prepared to kind of match that and possibly go a little beyond uh, what they may want to, to keep Lamar in Baltimore. So it's tough for them to jump out there and make any deals. And I think teams are watching what the Ravens are doing. And as soon as they see that the Ravens are, you know, getting a little comfortable and maybe thinking that nobody's going to hit Lamar up and they go and make a move, then all of a sudden, boom, here comes teams out of the woods uh, talking to Lamar and, and sending him crazy offer sheets. So uh, mm -hmm. the Ravens kind of have to stay put right now for the most part. I mean, uh, they can't do anything major, uh, that's for sure. So it, it's tough. It's tough in this. I mean, I just wonder, you know, we, we talked to Eric DeCosta at the end of the season and he said they had a bunch of contingency plans in place and they knew that they were basically headed towards potentially franchise tagging Lamar. And if they did have to franchise tag him, they had a plan. I wonder what their plan is. Is there, was there right. plan to just stay put and not bring anybody? In? I mean, I don't know. Jeff's Reback has been on Twitter 
uh, saying that he does still believe that the Ravens are going to make a move. And I think that they'll make a move at some point. Um, but I don't expect it to be anything that's, you know, blowing anybody away or anything like that. They just don't have right. that luxury right now to really be able to shop and try to bring in uh, some. It's not much elite talent available on the free agent market anyway. Um, yep. But just in terms of even some of the trades and stuff that they'll have to do, it, it's just tough for them to really get out there and and take a swing at some things because they they is so much uncertainty around what's about to happen with Lamar. Exactly. And, and so they're going to be crippled as long as this continues to go on, which means, you know, they're going to have to start relying potentially on their guys um, in-house to try to help them make moves. And they don't have to do that either. You know, it's very mm-hmm. possible that the players will be like, nah, you on your own, boss. Right. You know, and, and it doesn't work out that way. You know what I mean? It's very, very possible that they just don't that it, that that doesn't happen. So, you know, they really have to find a way to be, um, I guess, you know, creative and making moves in terms of how they go about doing this. And it will be interesting to see how that goes, because, I mean, every day that goes by in free agency is a day that you're missing whoever mm-hmm. is left on the market. I mean, because at this point, you, you, you're you going through scraps yep. um, about who's left. But when we come back, on, let's continue this conversation um, mm-hmm. on the next segment, Cordell. Let's talk about some guys that potentially could still be available to the Ravens um, moving forward as they try to deal with dealing with their cap situation as well um, as they, as they're trying to move in free agency. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast? If not, what are you waiting for? Hit the subscribe button so that every time that there's a new episode, you will be the first to know. So it's not all doom and gloom, Cordell. There are some guys that the Ravens could still potentially sign or potentially trade for. Um, So it's not all bad, but when you look at the quarterback situation, uh, it ain't the best that's, that's, that's really out there. A lot of the older guys like Joe Flacco, obviously who we know and Matt Ryan um, are still on the market, but there are some guys that are still available. We know that the Ravens um, are hosting Nelson Aguilar and, um, Hey, I'm not a huge fan of this <laughs> at all. Yeah. However, I'm aware that the Ravens have a depth issue at the wide receiver position and probably need to bring in somebody with experience. Um, they have Odell Beckham Jr., who apparently the Ravens said they're putting their hat in the ring for Odell. We obviously know that he's worked with Todd Munkin in the past. <laughs> There and he's very high OBA at his press conference. Um, you also mentioned to me, I never say his name right, so I'm not gonna do it. But the cornerback, you'll you'll send. Oh, Rock, y'all send. 
Yes, thank you. I didn't want I didn't want to mess up that young man's name. Um, so Rock Yassin <laughs> is um, ha had a visit with the Ravens as well uh, quite a few days ago. Um, I mean, obviously, we we haven't heard anything from that yet, but he did visit. Allegedly, the Ravens were interested in bringing in Darius Slay. And then eventually he went back to Philadelphia. We know. And then DeAndre Hopkins. What is it that we're hearing in terms of D hop and what the value is that the Cardinals are potentially asking? Yeah, uh, right now it looks like the Cardinals, you know, the, in terms of DeAndre Hawkins, who I know a lot of Ravens fans are still holding out hope uh, for right now. I've, I've been still seeing that they that the Cardinals are looking for um, that second round pick for D Hop, but I, I am seeing as well though that they're that they are willing to do a little bit of that contract restructure the way that the Cowboys did with uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks was due 18 million and the uh, the Texans took six mil of that 18 million. So the Cowboys only had to pay the 12 and then they had a contract restructure for uh, Brandon Cooks on Monday um, uh, to kind of move some money around for them. So I think it'll be the same that they're saying that they expect it to be the same pace for the same, same situation for D hop. They're saying that the, Trade talks are heating up for him. I don't know if the Ravens are going to be one of the teams uh, in there for D-Hop. That's a pretty big swing um, for sure. But the Ravens don't have a second-round pick right now. So I, I, I don't think that that's going to be somebody that they're able to get if, if the Cardinals are indeed looking for a second-round pick. Now, if the Ravens decided to replace that second-round pick with a player like Patrick Queen maybe and yeah. then – put it uh, then put another draft pick alongside him or something like that. Maybe that could get it done, but I, I'm not exactly sure uh, right now what the Ravens are really capable of doing in terms of going out and getting a name like DeAndre Hopkins. Now Nelson Aguilar is probably somebody that's a little more in, in their wheelhouse <laughs> right now. And I know it's not uh, the sexiest thing out there. It's not no, what it is not. Uh, wants to hear. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you look at Nelson Aguilar, sure. He's a guy that can make plays down the field at times. He's, he ha he gets on a hot streak, um, and he'll have a, a couple of games in a row to where he's consistently making an impact in the game, or he has a couple games in a row where he's making plays down the field. But he's not a guy that you could count on all 17 games of the season. I look at him, and Demarcus Robinson is kind of like, you know, the same type of player, except I think Nelson Aguilar is a little better at making plays down the field than Demarcus Robinson is. Um, I, I probably would say I'm willing to, I mean, Aguilar has had his times in his career where the drops have kind of just. Yes. Killed yes he him. So that's the only thing that really worries me about Aguilar. I mean, because he's not being brought in to be the number one receiver um, borderline number two slash three, which still isn't great. You would like Nelson Aguilar to be along the lines of maybe your fourth wide receiver. Um, but right now, the way that that Ravens wide receiver room is set up, they need anything. And I'm, I, I, I wish that they had took a shot at Brandon Cooks. I've been on this podcast yes, you have. my show since last year you saying have. Brandon Cooks was a perfect fit for the Ravens. And you see what the Cowboys gave up to get him. And it's just like, I mean – it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that a talent like that uh, wasn't able to be in Baltimore. I thought he'd be a huge help 
to the to the Ravens. But even Adam Thielen, he's another one that I felt like would be a really nice veteran pickup for, for is yeah, if you're the Ravens, you already know you want to get a veteran receiver. But unlike some of the other veteran receivers that you've gotten on your team, Adam Thielen can still contribute. I think he's extremely quarterback friendly. Um, he may not be able to do some of the things that he did six years ago or anything like that. But Adam Thielen is still a quality player. And him alongside Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay and Mark Andrews. Now you're cooking with something. And I still expect the Ravens to draft a wide receiver uh, as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it just sucks that you're at, we're in week two of free agency. Free, the free agency wide receiver class wasn't great to begin with, but all the, the better players of that class are basically gone. DJ Chark might be the best available in terms of free agent <laughs> wide receivers or Odell Beckham, depending on how you look at it. Um, but I, I mean, Odell kind of tweeted out that he he kind of disputed that claim that he's looking for 15 to 20 million dollars a year. But he also said four million dollars ain't enough. I don't know who offered Odell four million dollars. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people. I know Ravens fans were uh, thinking that maybe the Ravens were that team because they just like to think that the Ravens are just so cheap on the offensive side of the ball. And usually they're right. But I haven't seen anything that has said that the Ravens have even talk to Odell. I've seen the reports that they're interested, no doubt. Right. They went out there and they they was they was at his workout, but I don't know if they have gotten to the point to where they made him an offer right now. So I, I don't I find it hard to think that Odell will be in Baltimore if Lamar's not there. I, yeah. for, for me, Odell is the type of guy like he he wants a legit quarterback. He's not going somewhere to play with a bridge quarterback or anything like that. If Lamar's in Baltimore, that gives them a good shot. But if he's not, I, I think Odell's out of the equation. Yeah. Um, and we saw Marlon Humphrey, you know, tweet, oh, Odell yeah. would be great here. Look, yeah, he would. But that doesn't mean that, that, that that's going to happen because right. just, there's a lot of uncertainty going on at the quarterback situation. So it's going to be hard for anybody that, that wants to come here because they have no idea who's going to be the quarterback mm -hmm. uh, for, the, for the Ravens in 2023. And so, you know, sounds good. Now, I hope the Ravens wasn't the one to get that tried to offer him $4 million. I understand you've been out of the game for a while, but, you know, I, I would think that he can warrant a little bit more than $4, $4 million. For sure. Uh, you already hit on uh, Aguilar in terms of, you know, he he's basically got some drops, He's but he also – he he hits a lot too and so it's, it's it's consistency issues for him as far as I'm concerned um, and you know uh, DeAndre Hopkins hey I, I the, also we have to worry about the fact that you got to pay DeAndre Hopkins too um, because once he gets traded he's going to want a new deal and do you have the money to do that can you afford to give DeAndre Hopkins a new deal in addition to the draft capital or or the the player and draft capital that you have to give up for him. So, uh, you know, the Ravens got some decisions that they need to make. But those guys, as of right now, um, as of Wednesday, hump day, are available. So, you know, we, we'll see uh, if this goes the Ravens' way or not. But ultimately, it really boils down to what they can afford to do at this point, because it, I don't think it's that they don't want to bring guys in. I just think that they have to be very cat conscious about how they go about bringing in guys. And that's the issue. 
Well, Rita, as we're doing this, and I know we're on the back end of this show, I'm going to do something different that we haven't done. It's kind of breaking news a little okay. bit. Okay. Uh, so Mike Florio just put out uh, an article uh, about Lamar saying that a representative not certified by the NFLPA has contacted multiple teams on behalf of Lamar. And in this article, uh, he says that another source said that the representative is telling teams that Lamar is ready to move on from the Ravens. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know how, obviously we don't know how true that may be. I wonder who this representative is mm -hmm. uh, that, that's, that's contacting teams on behalf of Lamar, but that's, that's pretty, uh, groundbreaking if that is indeed true and that's something yep. that i've been speculating on the last couple of weeks is yes, you have. I mean, how much how much does lamar really want to be in baltimore it's just a i mean this could be just something though that lamar comes out on twitter in a couple of hours and says isn't true so i i mean we we kind of got to wait and see maybe he'll right. this be something he addresses in his uh in his exclusive interview with himself as well it's very possible that that's part of it, right? And that he can, we already said it's possible that he could request the trade. So if that's the case, then we'll find out sooner than later. So uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, I guess this is a fluid situation that we have to continue to follow. And we'll see uh, where this goes from here. If, if an actual trade request comes, we'll find out. But we want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, we want you to enjoy your week. We will be back on Friday. Maybe there's more context. Maybe there's a video that comes out that we can talk about uh, by then. But um, I'm assuming this is not over and we'll have a conversation about this on Friday's episode. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Winning Drive.